These are not the tales of heroes. These are tales of reavers and cut purses, of heathen slayers and tight-lipped warlocks guarding long-dead secrets. These are tales of gold and glory, won with sorcery and sword, where a moment's hesitation is all that separates the victorious from the dead. These are tales from the fallen empire, an age when chaos seethed in the shadows and dragons began to stir in their ages-long sleep. These are tales of high adventure. These are Mighty Deeds. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mighty Deeds, a podcast of high adventure. I am Glenn, your game master for this first session of our new campaign. And going around the table introducing themselves are my players. Jason. Michael. Carl. Luke. All right, so we have gone through character creation. Each of the players has three characters um, that they are going to use to start. Three zero-level characters. Why don't we real quick just go around and tell the names and occupations of the characters you're playing. Start with Jason. Uh, I have Nigel, a dwarven apothecaryist. I have Thorley, who is a scribe, leaves them sorely. And Ishmark, something, something. Ismark? Ismark. Kovalyalovinovich. Mm-hmm. I didn't come up with that one. He's noble. Okay. Hi, I'm, I'm Albert the Elven Sage, and I'm found as a tax collector, and I'm Half Hafson, town guard. Um, okay, so I have Astrid the woodcutter, Algernon the halfling vagrant, and then Irina Kolyana. Kolyana is a healer. And I've got Yoan Von Generico, the squire. I've also got Abramovich, the one-armed butcher. And I also have uh, Rudolf Van Richter, the scholar. Van Richten. Oh, okay. Rudolf Van Richten. Mm-hmm. All right. So, our adventure starts in an inn. Actually, it's more of a tavern. Like all good adventures. Yes. Our, our, our classic old-school adventure starts in a tavern, right? So, the tavern uh, is in the town of Barovia. Okay, and it's so late at night that it's almost the next morning, right? And the townsfolk, the villagers, are very upset. Everybody is very worked up. There are major problems in the town of Barovia. And so the the atmosphere in the Blood of the Vine Tavern, which is where you guys are, is uh, like a town hall meeting when all the sewers are backed up. You know, it's just a bad scene. So... The establishing shot outside the blood of the vine shows the town of Barovia at night, right? Of course, always in the establishing shot, the moon is full. There's a full moon in the sky. And um, you picture this late medieval German village, right? Cobblestone streets, the, the slatted roofs, and all that kind of stuff. And as the camera goes back, basically the village is nestled at the base of this cliff. Mm-hmm. And as the camera pulls back, the cliff goes up, 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 and and mounted at the very top of the cliff, kind of looming over the village, is this huge Baroque castle, right? Castle Ravenloft that looms in the distance, right? And there's like a, right as the camera, say what? I quit. As soon as the, as soon as the camera shows it, like there's a flash of lightning, even though the moon was in the sky just a second ago, there's like a flash of lightning, right? And some bats come flying out of, of the castle. So if uh, those of us who live in Tennessee, if you've ever been to Lookout Mountain in Chattanooga, it's like that. It's this really sheer, like a mountain of rock just standing there in the middle of this basically field. All right, so then, then the camera shows the inside of the blood of the vine. Of 
uh, and everybody's talking and everybody's angry and everybody's, you know, all the voices are raised and everybody's trying to talk at once. So now I'm going to briefly pause the podcast while you guys get your background information. You are all, except for Luke's character, uh, Rudolf Van Richten, you are all residents of Barovia. You all grew up in this town. You've all lived here your whole lives. Okay? And so... <coughs> The handouts that I'm about to give you represent your background knowledge about Barovia. So, there's disagreement among the townsfolk about what we need to do about the city being under siege by the forces of darkness. There's disagreement about whether Strahd is still alive or a vampire or whether he died 200 years ago. Supposedly, he was the lord of Barovia, of this whole area, that built Castle Ravenloft. And so some of the voices in the tavern are like, the last lord of Ravenloft died centuries ago, but the crumbling castle is still under a curse and haunted by the undead. I didn't get a harumph out of you. Strahd uses wolves, bats, and other creatures to spy on all in his realm. A vampire can't enter a residence without an invitation from one of the... That's a lie! (laughs) Running water burns a vampire like acid, and sunlight causes a vampire to burst into flame. We need to move up north where there's six months of sunlight. Yeah, so you guys would know that pretty much your whole lives, Barovia is kind of cut off from the outside world, okay? If you go far enough, you run into like this wall of mist, no matter which direction you go, and you either never come out, or your body is found dead in the morning or the next day, or you're going like straight down the road, and you go into the mists, and you keep going straight, and you find yourself coming back out, back into Barovia. Right. The only people who can come and go are these um, sort of gypsy stand-ins called the Vistani or Vistani. Uh, the Vistani serves the devil's rod. They alone are allowed to leave Borovia. Yes. So the Vistani are allowed to come and go out of Borovia. And you guys would know there's actually a camp of Vistani currently outside of, set up currently outside of the village. None of our characters are actually Vistani, right? None of you are Vistani, that is Not true. Not all Vistani serve the Lord of Ravenloft. Those who defy him are protected by an ancient pact. So there seems to be some question about whether all the Vistani serve him, or only some of the Vistani serve him. Devil's Trot is a curse placed on the land because of a forgotten sin of the Barovians' ancestors. Barovia will never be safe until the evil in Castle Ravenloft is destroyed. <laughs> So you all should have that one as your last belief slash rumor. So now, Dr. Van Richten stands up. Luke, I'm going to have to play one of your characters for just a second here. So Rudolf Van Richten stands up. And everybody's already heard. Now, he is an outsider. And he came into town just a few days ago, right? And so he stands up and he's like, You must understand what brought me to your town. I was in the nearby village of Mulgnar, and received this letter. And he holds up the letter. Hail to thee of might and valor. I, a lowly servant of Barovia, send honor to thee. We plead for desperately needed assistance. The love of my life, Irina Koliana, has been afflicted by an evil so deadly that even the good people of our village cannot protect her. 
She languishes from her wound, and I would have her saved from this menace. There is much wealth in this community. I offer all that might be had to thee and thy fellows if thou shalt but answer my desperate plea. Come quickly, her time is at hand. All that I have shall be thine. Koliana Indervich Bergermeister. So immediately, Ismark stands up. What's the voice you're doing for Ismark? No clue. Uh, just this one, I guess. It'll just be the normal voice. Just your Okay, so he stands up and he's like, it basically says that his father did not send that note. Would not have sent that note. Now, now everybody in town knows his father, which is also Irina's adopted father, uh, just died last night from a heart attack, from the stress of, of wolves running through the streets at night and everything else, right? And you are convinced that your father did not try to get outside people to come into Barovia because once somebody comes into Barovia, they're trapped here. And so he snatches the note out of Van Richten's hand and he looks at it and this is definitely not your father's handwriting. How mm. dare you bring this mm. false stuff into our town? You are dead! Dead, do you hear me? You have come to your place to be buried. Those who come in here, they all die or disappear. All outsiders die. Your death is upon you. I think that what we should do is work together to destroy the vampire who is obviously in the castle. We must get our torches and our pitchforks, no, 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 and no, no, we no. must go at dawn. Strahd is immune to mortal weapons. You can't just come in with pitchfork and kill. Ah, yes. You know some of the vampire's immunities, but do you know their weaknesses? They have weaknesses as well. Holy water, weapons blessed by a priest. Silver weapons blessed by a man of faith, seer of vampire like flaming brands. We know... <laughs> We know. Exactly. It's not that <laughs> exactly. Sunlight. We must. We must go to the local church. We must get our. Uh, we must do an arming up uh, montage, and then we must go to the castle and destroy the creature in his den. We no, must. Like better than a montage. Right. I am promising the montage and then the destruction. So then, one of the older characters speaks up. I think we should hear what Inspector Kemp has to say. And everybody falls silent, right? And this guy kind of, who's under kind of the balcony a little bit by the stairs comes walking out, right? And he's got very like a um, kind of World War I German sort of uniform, like with the big buttons, you know? He's got like the button down uh, kind of jacket situation. He's got one of those hats that's kind of like a conductor's hat, but it's like more stiff, right? And he comes kind of marching out from the, uh, from the shadows. And he's got, he's got a fake right arm, right? His right arm is like this sort of wooden mechanical situation, right? And so he goes over and he has his cigarette, like on a cigarette holder, and he takes his right arm and he goes, and he jams it down into one of the lamps, uh-huh. and he pulls it out, and it's on fire, he goes, and he lights his cigarette, he takes a couple steps forward, and puts it into a pitcher of beer and puts it out. He pulls out the cigarette, light, the, the cigarette holder out of his mouth, blows out some smoke, and he says, a riot is an ugly thing. And I think it is just about time that we had one. Get your torches and pitchforks 
At dawn, we hide. Maybe not torches, just pitchforks, because they're in the morning and I can see everything. The creature is vulnerable to fire, like all monsters of darkness. It's not a real riot without both torches and pitchforks. Pitchforks and torches, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, what do you do? Okay, well, I mean, you look like you wanted me to say something. Let's bless our weapon, arm up with some holy water, fire, all that, you know, right during the day so we can maybe lure him into some sunlight. Yeah, get some torches too. I think we must go during the day because the vampire, yes, he sleeps during day. He is vulnerable. Also, as everyone lives here knows, it is always overcast in Barovia. So we cannot count on direct sunlight, but we must go at dawn and storm the castle. Now, you guys know, somebody has a rumor about the Vistani camp. I don't know, should be at least one person has a rumor about. There's a witch. The Vistani seer, Madam Eva, is a witch and knows how to trap the creature. I have mm-hmm. the exact same one. Ooh. Okay. Back, back don't, most of everything that you look. guys have said. What? Okay. So, there is a mercantile that you guys could go to if you wanted to buy any gear, like a silver dagger. There is a church where you could try to go and get holy water. There is a Vistani camp outside of town where the Vistani are. Yes, Jason. The uh, stuff that we can buy, uh, would we be uh, proficient with it? No. So Not unless you're already proficient, like... So I'd have to get, like, a silver dart in order yes, to... Yes. That is correct. Well, that we don't have any money. Only a couple of you have a few... Or most oh, of you have trade goods... Chose that character. And most of you have trade goods that you could try to trade. Well, that's true. Hey, does my steel helmet give me a bonus to AC? Yes. Give him a plus one bonus. Algernon has a uh, begging bowl. You're going to put it on your head? You think that goes for a lot? You think I could trade someone a begging bowl? Oh, oh, for trade? No, I don't think it would do a lot for trade. I thought you were going to try to wear it as armor. No. (laughs) Though he might later on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, opportunities are endless for this thing. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't really have a lot to spend. Uh, how much is a silver longsword? You'll have to go to the mercantile to find out. Yes. I go to the mercantile and find out how much it is to get a silver longsword. So you all head down to the mercantile. I'm going to the mercantile. Okay, all right, all right. All right. Then it's so, going to the mercantile. All right. So, um, so the mob... As soon as, as soon as the sun rises and the last wolf howl is heard outside, um, you guys peek your, your heads out the door of the, of the blood of the vine and head down to Bildrath's Trades. Mm-hmm. So all of you guys would know Bildrath. He trades mostly with the Vistani, um, and he is not a cool dude. Uh, you get there and the front door is locked. What do you do? Uh, this is a riot. We break it open. No. <laughs> it's more of a, yeah. Bill Drath. Bill I mean, Drath. Was it? It's Him? more it's more of a lynch mob. No. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, like no, a straight right. up destroy no, the town. I agree. Algernon, the halfling vagrant, is super about this idea. He's ready, <coughs> he's got his bowl, he's uh-huh. got his club, he's okay. ready to break down some doors. Okay. Oh, so like break into the mercantile? Lean, lean towards the mic while you talk. <laughs> okay. All right. gonna knock on the door. Okay, so you're knocking on the door. Are you trying to break in a window? 
I mean, I'm a, he's a halfling, so he's probably trying to go around back and, like, halfling beggar, so he's probably trying to get him without being seen. Okay, I, I get that you're knocking. Okay, so you're knocking on the door and yelling for Bildrath. Okay, so you're around the back. I mean, there's, like, a back door. Are you going to try to, like, muscle it open, or are you going to try to get in? There's, like, a little doggy door situation. Are you going to try to, like, sneak in through the pet door? Am get I yourself killed that way. Is... Okay. Is it big enough? <laughs> right? Al- that's what Algernon's going to do. He's going to try and sneak in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so roll a d20 and add your agility bonus. 14. Okay, so so no problem, right? You get right in. Okay. And so um, what is the name of Bildrast Rottweiler that sleeps in the back room? Like Fluffy? So you get in and you're looking around. You're like, look at me. I can just go open the front door. And that's when you see Fluffy, right? Mm -hmm. And Fluffy is asleep on her little dog bed. And you like freeze in place with one foot up and one foot down. And her her little ears kind of just like flutter just a little bit. Open the door, Mr. Yeah, and you hear him knocking on the front door. Open the door. So I'm going for 100 with this character. Sure, sure, sure. I clubbed the dog. <laughs> oh, all right, all right, all right. I love it. All right, so... Um, a Bromovich moves towards the door and jumps Sully aside. Move aside, fool. He then tries to tear the door off its hinges with his one arm and 17 strength. <laughs> okay, so that's happening out front. Clearly uh, the one arm man did. Give me an initiative roll there. You roll plus your... Um, Everyone or just him? Uh, just him. Okay, you get to go first. Okay. Uh, Club it up, Will! Well, um, Roll to yeah, roll to attack. You'd roll plus your strength. Eleven. Let's see if they have provided us with stats for a poor defenseless dog. Do I roll with advantage because it's asleep? Yes, yes, you do. Okay. So what? What was your hit? Twelve. Twelve, huh? With advantage. Yeah, right. Yes. Yes. Ha! All right. So you leap forward and you have this little, what is it, a cudgel? It's just a club, yeah. You're just walking around the club as a beggar. All right. And you like whack this dog with all your might, right? And it kind of like does this in its sleep a little bit. And it's like, and it opens one eye. And the eye turns and looks at you. And right then, Bildrath is coming down the steps. And he's like, I'm coming, I'm coming. Uh, And the dog on its turn leaps up and barks at you, right? Okay. And Bildrath is like, turns and looks and can just barely make you out in the shadows. Your turn. What do you do? <laughs> remember that, yeah. <laughs> so remember your zero levels, like Absolutely one bite from this not. dog. I'm one you, bite from a dog. 100%. I'm going 100%. I don't know um, what that means, but if you mean 100% dead. I'm going to win it. I'm okay, going. okay. I'm All right. in it. Yeah. I'm here now. I tried to hit a dog. Okay. That's the lowest you can go. That is pretty low in my game, especially. I'm a dog lover. Okay, so. You said that we dislike Bill Draft, correct? Because yeah. he trades with the Visani? Uh, just, he's just not a very nice guy. It's not because he trades with the Visani. But he does trade with he the Visani. He does trade mostly and with the Visani. And we have distrust with the Visani. Some of the people in the village do, yes. Because all the Visani are. And I feel but like. But they're the only ones who bring in goods from outside because. Right, because the they are blessed by the vampires. I feel like I've interacted with Bill Draft before because I'm a beggar. Sure. So like yeah, I've yeah. probably tried to steal from him before. Uh-huh. Stuff like that. So this feels like something I've done before. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's he sicked his dog like, on you yeah, before. Like yeah, this yeah. feels like we've had this interaction before. So right. I jump at him and I attempt to swing on him. Bill and Bill Draft? Yeah. Oh, great. Okay, great. 
Nineteen. Oh my god, you hit Bill Draft. Roll your damage. Yeah. It kills Bill Draft. Four. <sighs> okay, let's uh, let's find out how many hit points. Look, you got my D4? Oh, wait, here we go. Let's find out how many... Um, if it's a D... <laughs> does he get pluses? <coughs> oh, that's right. I guess he did. Yeah, we'll say he's at plus one. Oh, oh my gosh! He's at best door. He's not senseless, right? You leap up as high as you can. You hit him right in the canoggin. Do it again! <laughs> he goes down, and he's like on the floor with little birds tweeting around his head. And of course, his dog kills you. Okay. Oh, no, it doesn't. So his dog tries to get a bite out of your butt, right, as you land. And you like just manage to like keep your cudgel and your begging bowl between you and the dog's mouth, right? So you guys hear all this barking from inside. You hear Bill Drath yell. You hear a body hit the floor. Luke, are you trying to bust the door yes. open? Listen, all right, roll the door. Hold on. Before that, though. Uh, Algeron goes, oh crap, that's never worked before. <laughs> so, All right, Luke. Panicking. Uh, that is a 13. A 13 to bust through the door. You beat it about halfway open, but it's still holding on. Okay. It's definitely damaged. Health has him. As soon as there's yelling going on, he's turning into guard mode. He's slamming to the door. Okay. Uh, 11. Uh, Eleven. So both of you guys basically hit the door at the same time, and it smashes open. Yes. Okay. So now we're inside. Do, you... roll, do we roll into initiative? <sighs> no. So we're inside, and as you guys bust in, you see him. You, you, what's your character's name? Algernon. You see Algernon, and he's like climbing up onto the onto the kitchen counter, right? And he's like knocking down like cutting boards and everything else, and he's trying to stay one step ahead of this. And again, I feel like as a beggar, this is. This is definitely a scenario that we've all seen before. We all know who I am. We all know what I'm about. Right, 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 right. Yes, Luke. Okay, so Abramovich goes and like picks up Bill and like pushes him against the wall and he says, These are dark times, Bill. <laughs> Bill, if you will stand in our way, Abramovich will crush you. I am sorry it has come to this, but these are dark times. Will you help us? Okay, roll a d20 and add your personality modifier. That's a zero. Okay. 15. Okay. He calls off his dog. He says, down, Fluffy, down, down. Good God, what is going on? Is the whole town decided to rob me tonight? Why are we robbing him? No, I don't, I don't understand why we're Things being so mean to this man. Days, wolves in the streets at night, Hold and on. we must Hold silver on. our weapons. Why are we robbing him? So, uh, Algernon, how did this turn into a robbery? <laughs> this has never worked before. I came through the dog door, I've done it a billion times. He's seen me before. I thought he was just going to deflect it, landed right on his temple. Don't know what's going on. I was just doing it for show. <laughs> Didn't think it would work. <sighs> so so you guys are just here to buy some stuff? No. Nah, Mr. Draft. We have a plan to break the curse over the town, yeah? And we need some um, information about weapons. We need to know how much is a silver weapon, for example. Okay, I don't know if I mentioned this before on or off the recording. A week ago, a group of young people went up to storm the castle, I think about a week and a half ago. Okay. Another outsider came, this was before Van Richten showed up. Uh, an outsider named Esmeralda was lured into the town. And she was like, I'm gonna go kill on this vampire. And a group of young people kind of mm. got, yeah, got influenced by her. And they went up there and like none of them have returned. So Bill Drath is like, 
If I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. If we leave the creature in the castle alone, it'll leave us alone. You people aren't going to do anything but get yourselves killed and stir up a bunch of trouble for the rest of us. Then we die this weapons in hand. Yeah? Mm, I, I have a silver dagger that I could be convinced to part with for ten gold pieces. Hmm. How much for... How much would you... <clears throat> um, I've got some parchment and a quill pen. Can I trade them for the dagger? Yeah, uh, this is not even close to the same value. How uh, much are we missing? <laughs> uh, I would say at least, uh... I've got uh, a beggar's ball. <laughs> I would say you're missing at least a sheep and a dozen eggs. Uh, I have a wool cloak I'll throw in for the trade. Mm. I've got a side of beef. Oh! oh. oh. Should have left the side of the <laughs> Sold! <laughs> Who's carrying the silver dagger? Calbert. Uh, cross off your side uh, of beef. Everyone listen, and this is to the whole party. Everyone listen. If I should fall before we make it to the monster, the dagger goes with with you. I stab him. <laughs> no, sorry. Yes. No, yes. you fell like that. <laughs> Thank you for your kind contribution, sir. Uh, I will let you. You have only up, uh, one uh, silver weapon. Yes. There's not exactly a, a huge market for silvered weapons in Barovia. I mean... I mean, with all the people that go up and fight the vampire, you would think there would be. Hmm. Well, I was going to throw in some tax-free gear. Yes, you cross off your side of the beef. Did you also get a silver I could, dagger? I did not I get a silver dagger. Why would you cross be, off your uh, side of the beef? Because yeah. it was everybody going in together okay. to afford this very expensive silver dagger. Because right. I could be persuaded to forego some taxing <laughs> for someone who was so helpful to the, to the town. But he wasn't. So mm. we burn his shop down as we leave. <laughs> yeah, I guess... In context, tax collector doesn't even make any sense. I guess you'll have to be a banker or something. Oh. Because, like, there's no higher power that you'd be collecting taxes for except maybe the mayor. I guess you'd be collecting taxes for the burgermeister. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Ismark is kind of the temporary... That's right! (laughs) I'm the leader. (laughs) I run this... Oh, God. This is me. I want everybody to know. I kill. Kill the halfling. How hard Jason is. This is Irina, and I am your your stepsister, so. (laughs) And you are the one who wants to start to marry. Again, here we go again. (laughs) You're always trying to marry a vampire instead of getting with me. No, Strahd wants to marry her. She doesn't want to marry him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, wait a second. Why is she going to go? You're going to go up there and face Strahd? You're gonna literally go up to your groom and say, "Hey, no." It's the young people these days, man. It's, they just it's, don't understand the way you're supposed to do things. I think she feels like it's better than just cowering in the in the mayor's house and just waiting for death. She's like, "I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I'm a I'm a modern woman of the 14th century and I don't need no man and I'm gonna go." What? I am a strong, independent woman of Barovia. I don't need no man. There you go. Yeah. What has given us the idea oh, that Strahd wants to marry or vampire? <laughs> The Burgermaster's Manor has been a center of a lot of these attacks and stuff, right? And, like, Strahd came and, like, lured Irina out of the house and, like, you found her the next morning in the woods and she kind of has a little puncture mark on her neck and she's like, oh, "Oh, no, 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 she's not a vampire. Have we not stabbed her yet? (laughs) I want to go to the church and get some holy water. Come at me. Okay. She's not holy water. We probably should take the water out too, though, to be honest. Um, I mean... 
Are you guys going to the church? Yes. We could go and we could storm the castle, or we could tie Irene up to a thing and set her on fire. Well, Ooh, I like that. I like that. I mean, we could like put something up there and say, "Hey, if you want to rescue her, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then lure him out." We don't really have to kill you, by the way. This is just a plan to lure him out. We can. Right, right, there'll be right. fake ropes. You can undo yourself. Right. Have yeah. you ever seen Star Wars? You know, it won't be real. You just be able to break right up. I yeah. Mean, I totally buy this plan. Actually, I mean, if we get him maybe. to come to us, we can set traps. Yeah. Definitely. Versus going up into his traps and dying. Yeah. Well, I would like to repeat something that I have said previously. The Vistani seer, Madam Eva, is a witch and knows how to trap the creature. Maybe we should go visit her first before oh, we make yeah. these crazy plans to use me as a human <laughs> sacrifice to, to capture this creature. Just saying. I mean, no, Vistani served the Lord of Ravenloft. Those who defy him are protected by an ancient pact. <laughs> yeah, all Vistani are evil. I don't know what you guys are on about. They need to be kicked out of this place. As the well, new Burgermaster, I'm uh, putting a strict Vistani ban on all I entries. <laughs> Say, um, we need to go to I church. Am, I am Ismark, Lord of the Barovians. Oh, really? Who are they? We all are. We are all Barovians, and I am your Burgermaster. Really? I don't remember for you. Yes. Well, my father had a heart attack after a vampire attack, and now I am your king. Well, you see, I drew a mystical blade out of my father's body, and I became Burgermeister. Nice, nice, nice. All right, so... Uh, Pulling swords out of your father. So... Uh, so I, I hear, I the hear, second part of this thing with the silver dagger has to be blessed by a man of faith. We need to go to the church and have a man of faith bless that dagger. Okay, so I hear church, Vistani camp, and sacrifice Irina. Which one are we going to do first? Sacrifice. Sacrifice. <laughs> okay. Irina leaves. <laughs> Not before she sacrificed. Not before she sacrificed. I got three for church. So we'll go to church, and then we'll... I uh, got three for church. Okay. I, got three. okay I, think my three are, <laughs> I think my three are a little biased against the Vistani, so they're going to go for church to bless my holy man. I agree. Atop a slight rise, against the roots of the pillar stone that supports Castle Ravenloft, stands a gray, sagging edifice of wood and stone. The church has obviously weathered the assaults of evil for centuries, for centuries on end, and is worn and weary. A bell tower rises towards the back, and flickering light shines through the holes in the shingled roof. The rafters strain feebly against the load. The heavy wooden doors of the church are covered with claw marks and scarred by fire. You guys go walking in? Yes. We're to the doors open to reveal a 10-foot wide, 20-foot long hall leading into a brightly lit chapel. The hall is unlit and reeks of mildew. Four doors, two to each side of the hall, lead to adjacent chambers. You can see the chapel is strewn with debris, and you hear a soft voice from within, debris, uh, debris reciting a prayer. All right, so here's the deal. I prefer the night breed. So this is the Temple of Justitia. The head priest is Father Donovich. He has two acolytes, Brother Aker and Brother Hams, who are both taking vows of silence. Now this guy, oh, he's man. very puritanical looking, right? Everybody looks at your phones. I just sent you a picture of Brother Don, uh, Father Donovan. He's like a hardcore Puritan, hellfire preaching priest, right? And you guys have all grown up with this guy as the... Yeah, as the priest of your of your town, right? Very stern. And all the time, 
all all Father Donovich talks about is how everything that's happened bad in this town is because of your sins. You guys are all sinners, and you're secretly sinning in your bedrooms and in your bathrooms and in your showers, and you need to quit with all this sin. We wouldn't. It ain't no secret, Daddy. We we would not have all these problems if it weren't for your sins, and you need to repent. And like while he's talking, his two acolytes are like whipping themselves with you know cat of nine tails and all this stuff and he's just got the tight collar and he's just like always preaching about sin we so, really need the, the whole <laughs> so you guys come into the chapel point. right and he's standing up there there's like an altar with like this kind of uh, curtain thing behind it and there's all the holy symbols of justicia there's the, the huge stained glass window but the temple could obviously use some upkeep it could use a handyman or two um, it's not in the greatest shape but he's there and he's standing in front of the altar and there's a couple candles lit and the two acolytes are kind of kneeling in prayer and he's standing in front of the altar with his hand raised looking at the holy at the stained glass as the, the sun is starting to come out or at least dawn is breaking and you know he's praying in latin to justicia you know forgive him us cinemas of the populace, <laughs> Master of Batorius, <laughs> Father Donovich. He's Master of Debatus. Yeah. MTV watches. Pass and drop to me. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he hears you, he turns around. Everybody roll an intelligence check for one of your characters. One? For one of your characters. Uh, that is a 14. 17. Not 20. Ooh. 15. Oh my gosh. Okay, so everybody notices kind of for the first time uh, in the stained glass window, like just the way the light is hitting it. Maybe you guys have tried to avoid this place in general. A stained glass rose window overlooking the chapel depicts Justicia battling a lich and blessing a kneeling saint. Okay, so like there's this guy with like a miter on, you know, the, like the Pope hat, and he's like this saint and kind of it's, it's depicting him fighting a lich. And then, but you've never noticed before, like Justicia is behind him kind of blessing him. And you guys know blessing that- Blessing the lich? No, the no, lich? blessing, blessing oh, the saint. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yes, blessing the lich. <laughs> um, and, and like you guys never noticed that before, but you know you have seen a statue of that saint like in this church before. You can't, it's not on display now, but you've seen it before. So he turns and he sees this rabble coming in. Um, do you think any of your characters have been semi-devout followers of Justicia? Hassan. Uh, Johan. Okay, Johan, Hassan. Hassan. I think Arena's been in here a couple of times. Okay. Okay. It goes, but only because you're supposed to. By the way, Irina and Ismark. Ismark want to bring their father's body here for a proper burial. You want him buried in the, in the cemetery. So we're about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would like to think that she's probably more about it than Ismark is. Ismark doesn't believe in this. He believes that this is bringing a curse upon this, and this guy's just hiding in his church. Okay, all right. Oh, he his helmet and I mean, he wants his, his father to be here because that was his father's wishes, but that's the only reason. Right, right, right. Double Louis. Okay. That sounds like him. No, my brother. Greetings, my children. Come. Come, let us pray and repent before the altar of the Arch Paladin. Do you guys go in? Hassan walks forward. Okay. So you guys kind of come in. Okay. So you guys kind of walk in, and some people sit down in the pews. A couple people kneel down, and uh, he keeps praying in Latin for a little while. When that is concluded, he comes over to Irina and Ismark, and he says, um, 
Well, children, I was grieved to hear about your father's passing. And he makes the sign of justicia over his forehead. He half-heartedly does it as Mark does. Okay. Irina mm-hmm. does the full thing. Okay. All right. And she goes, thank you, Father. Uh, so, what brings this pitchfork-wielding mob into my church? We have asked, uh, come to ask you to bless this silver dagger that Hafsan has in his belt to uh, take up to kill the evil creature in the castle right now. Uh, of course, you are undertaking a noble quest, although it saddens me to think that you may be killed. And right when he says killed, Thunder outside, complain! Oh, sounds like a storm's moving in. Show me the dagger. Uh, Undeadius, able to killius, plus oneius. <laughs> Ghost touchiest. We're really stretching on this line. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. The dagger is blessed. Everybody, roll another uh, intelligence check by rolling a d20 and adding your intelligence bonus. Dang, Luke. No. Uh, Sixteen. Six. Okay. So, you two guys hear a voice from the basement. Like, you hear a clatter in the basement, like somebody knocked over a frying pan kind of thing. And then, like, you hear a voice cry out, like, What is that? (laughs) Well, I suppose you'll want to continue on your quest. Be blessed, children, be blessed. Everybody roll plus your charisma modifier. Personality? Uh, Personality modifier, thank you. Ten. 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 Five. Even okay. with a plus three. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So did you guys want to try to buy holy water? Get holy water from them, or did you guys leave? Oh, can't ask for some additional holy water for the group. Um, well, he seems obviously uh, disturbed. Yes, um, uh, wait here. And he hurries off, like, to the, to the vestry. Um, you said the two guys that are his alkalites are Ham and who? Uh, Acre, A K A R, A K E R, and Hams, brother Acre and brother Hams. They have taken vows of silence. Yes. Okay. While he's gone, Abramovich is going to try and like get into the basement to see who's making noise down there. Ah, love it. No clue. Oh yes. Uh, What's the person again? Uh, brother Donovich. Algernon would would join him, just as a. Abramovich does not play games. You can't see him. Oh, is the holy man? All right, so there is Luke and one of your characters, right? Yeah, Move them back towards the back of the church. Nice. And now both of them need to make a luck check. This is where you roll a d20 and try to get your luck or less. Not your luck bonus. Got my luck or less. Okay. Got my luck or less. Okay, perfect. So neither of the acolytes notice you guys. Um, you guys have been in the church before, uh-huh. right? And you know where the door to the basement is, and it's back there kind of towards the back of the church. So you guys go over there, and the door has like a little latch thing like on this side, right? So it's locked from this side? Yes. Well, it's barred from this side, right? It's not actually locked. Um, so you guys open that up to look in there? Yep. Excellent. Everybody roll for initiative. Oh, you guys open the door and immediately, like as soon as you pull the latch, the door like slams open and this horribly deformed vampire spawn kind of guy comes charging out to murder you to death. And even worse, you recognize him as Doru, 
which is Brother Donovich's adopted son. Oh, no. He's like this younger man. That explains why. And he's like all vamped out. He's got the eyes and, you know, like they do in Buffy the Vampire Slayer when you vamp out. Okay. All right. So the door slams open in your face and this vampirized young man comes leaping out at you with a howl. Luke, what do you do? So he like jumps out at me and I like, Grab him, I like draw my cleaver and like slash at his throat as he's like jumping at me. Okay, roll an attack. Okay, I got a that's that's a three. Don't even, I'm not. Okay, um, what do your other two characters do? Johan von Generico, this Johan von Generico jumps forth with his broad swords. Also, whoa, 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 he's all the way over here, right? Oh, yeah, well, he's okay, so he can move about six squares. He has a 35, so he can move about seven squares. Hey, hey, why'd you move my dwarf? Oh, wait, that's not mine. I'm sorry. Yeah, yours have black on the this, top. This one's mine, sorry. Okay. What's your other character do? And Rudolph. He's going to jump up on one of the pews. And draw his dagger. Okay, make him roll a... Uh, Are you serious? Oh, yeah. He's a zero level, man. 17. Okay, he's fine. He gets up there with a flourish. Uh, Michael, what do you do? Um, all three. All yes. three. Well, he'll advance. Draw sword. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty. And heal. What is this? <laughs> Where did Brother Donovan run off to? He's he went back into the, the vestry, which is off to one side of the of the altar, uh, to get you guys some holy water. So he's off in a separate room over here. Okay. None of my guys are cowards. All right. Uh, this thing's gonna try to. Who, who's got the halfling? I did. Okay, it's gonna try to attack the halfling. Well, actually, Luke's character was in front. It's going to try to attack Luke's character. Yes, man. You took a swing at it. Okay, we're playing a funnel. Do not get attached. Rule number one. Well, you shouldn't have been because rule Listen, number one, don't get fair, attached. I'm we did. attached to the NPC. Oh, it only does one point of damage. So this thing latches onto you with, with its claws, right? It's actually got you grappled. Its claws dig into your shoulders, and its mouth is headed towards your throat. Jason, what do your characters do? Um, freak out in terror. Ah! Okay. And then, oh, oh well, that's two of them. This guy, uh, Ismark, is going to go. Ismark? He's mm -hmm. going to run back to the, uh, find the priest. Oh, he's going to run to go get the he's priest? He's going to go get okay. the holy water the priest. Okay. He's like, priest, there's a are those vampire the, in your thing. Other no, those are statues of Justicia. Yeah, I don't have minis, minis for the two brothers. They freak out. But they have a vow of silence, so they're like... <coughs> And then they cover their mouths, yeah, because <laughs> they're not allowed to yell. So clearly, they didn't Carl. look like they knew about this. Um, okay. uh, are you, uh, roll plus your intelligence, or maybe your personality. Well, which one? I got, I got personality. Which one's better? Twelve. You can't tell. I'm gonna shoot. Arena uh, uh, is going to try and attempt to shoot him with her crossbow. I have. They are. I have. Like, I can do yeah. that. Okay. Now, you are zero level, and it is grappling another person. He's, like, grabbing him. So oh, if you roll badly before, enough, you're no. definitely going to shoot Luke's character in the back. Right. Before yeah, I do yeah, that, do it. 17 strength. Um, weak if you don't. <laughs> before I do that, actually, I want Algernon to attempt to take his beggar's bowl mm -hmm. and put it in its mouth, in the vampire's mouth. Love it. Absolutely love it. Make an attack roll. With strength or dex, whichever one is better. That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, 15. Okay. Is this your halfling? Yeah. yeah. So you're, you have to be a little acrobatic, but you like reach up there and like jam the bowl in its mouth so that it can't bite. Who's it? Johan? Uh, 
Uh, no, my Abramovich. Abramovich. I thought it was. I thought they were coming down. I thought they were grappled. So I thought. They were well, they're, no, they're still standing. It's grappling you with its hands, and it's trying to bite you with its mouth. So now it's it's. It's got something in its mouth. It's going to have to let you go or try something else to get right. this bowl out of its mouth. Okay, the only other thing I could do would be to have Arena attempt to shoot him with a crossbow, but I don't think I want to do that now. Okay. Did your other characters move, or do you have any yes, other characters? everyone's moved. I'm good. Okay, who's red? Me. Oh, so you did, your other guys are just freaking out? Okay. They did move up a little bit. Luke, what okay. do you do? Abravich... I wish he had two arms now. I thought it would be super cool to have a one-armed character. <laughs> um, Abramovich is going to try to, like, um, get the, the vampire's hands off and then, like, headbutt him as hard as he can. I love it. Okay. So, first of all, make a strength check just to get out of the grapple. 14. You're out. Great. And then I'm going to do a headbutt. Should I just roll a regular attack strength check? Sure. Great. Nat 20! No freaking way! <laughs> He got a crit. I was about to say, yeah. yeah I was just like, I was just like getting ready to let him double <laughs> his. zero levels? Of course. Okay. There's even a table I'm for I'm not saying no. I'm just asking the question. That's all. There's even a table for zero levels. Yeah. Table crit right table one is for zero level characters and all wizards. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I roll a d6. Great. Five. Solid torso strike. Inflict an additional d6 of damage with this strike. And it is So you you pull his hands off of you, you grab him, and you give him the most devastating headbutt in the history of headbutts. Ooh. You hit him so hard, there's like this awesome sound effect that all the subs in the theater go off when you're like, zoom, and you hit him in the head, and he like goes tumbling to where he's about to fall backwards back down the steps. Okay. And he is badly hurt in his Vampiric heart. What do your other two characters do? Great. Uh, Johan von Generico to your rescue. Uh, Johan is going to try to dab with his longsword. Okay. A 19 plus his mods is That's a, a hit? Mm, uh, 20. Okay, great. Um, D8 plus his strength, which is plus one. That is five points of damage. Okay, well, he's dead. Yo, and Bonjanerico has slain the vampire's spawn. And I didn't even get to kill any zero levels in the process. Is marked as running to the back. Yeah. So, so Donovich is running to the front, right? Like, you guys collide with each other in the doorway to the vestry. Did you know you have a vampire in he's, your he's church? Like, he's, like, pushing you out of the way. Uh, Fool! What, what evil have you brought into this holy place? You don't have time for that whole speech because he pushes you out of the way. We ran into each other. I've got plenty of time. But he pushes you out of the way. We're does grappled six right now. to you and kills you right. in yeah. <laughs> yeah, does two damage. I wouldn't be surprised. This is DCC. Doru! My beloved Doru, no! Don't hurt him! Don't hurt him! It's not his fault! And he's like running back. He's pushing past all you guys. He gets to the head of the stairs, you know, and he, push, and he kind of kneels down. He's he's grabbing his, his son's lifeless body. He's like, no! My precious boy, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. And here's where you notice, as he's kind of clutching his son, you, his his robe falls back a little bit, and you can see he's got like these bandages wrapped around his forearms and all this stuff. And the two uh, acolytes are just kind of standing there with these hopeless looks on their faces, obviously not saying anything because they're sworn to silence. He's like, get out. Get out, all of you. Jason, you do notice there's a uh, water skin full of holy water there where he collided with you. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely taking that. Okay, do you guys get out? No, I first go, you are in league with the vampires. How could you betray your people like this? 
This is why you have no parishioners right now. Because you are in league with Strahd. He sets down the body and he turns to you and there's fire in his eyes. You know nothing, you heathen. He could have been saved. It wasn't too, it wasn't too late for him. You killed an innocent boy. Get out. I have killed no one. You have harbored a vampire. You have forsaken your holiness. No. Ham. No. It wasn't too late for, where are you trying to go with this? Like, what I'm trying, trying to, to get his disciples to come with me. I need holy people to go up there and d destroy this evil. Your leader has fallen in league with him. Look at how it's brought him low. No, they're just trying to get you to leave. <laughs> how could you, Father? <laughs> we trusted you. He wasn't hurting anyone. He wasn't hurting anyone. It wasn't too late for him. That's why he came out and immediately attacked us, because he wasn't hurting us. You, you shouldn't have interfered. You Come should in. have told us. Arena, uh, Arena approaches him and goes, Father, why did you tell no one of this? We could have helped you. I, I was ashamed. He went with the others to the castle. And he came back like this. Wait. He was the only one. I don't know what happened to the others. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he didn't tell you anything. <laughs> he was too scared. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Together. I don't know what happened to him in the castle. I don't know, Irina. We're all doomed. <laughs> and he starts crying. You guys leave? Yes. Your own sins brought this upon you. Irina <laughs> offers her condolences. Okay. And yes. yes. Okay. Spit on his boy as I walk away. Nice. Burgermeister. <laughs> adding, adding insult to injury hey, to injury. I didn't kill his kid. That was that one right over there with a 1,200 uh, headbutt. That's true. Sword. That's true. Apparently, normal weapons do work on this regular dudes. Mm. How about that? Mm. Mm. Hey, wait a second. Do we still, we don't believe that normal weapons work in this. Burn his body. Why are we letting you just hold the body? We need to burn this. He will rise again and kill. Are you gonna go back into the church and try to get? I feel like we should as a mob. Yes. Oh wait, uh, I wanted to be like, as Arena, just be like, from what I understand, like talking to the father, mm -hmm. from what I understand, normal weapons don't work on vampires. I so... told you, he hadn't turned yet. He could still be saved. I was more just going to try and convince him that they needed to burn the body. Yeah, he agrees to burn the body. He's obviously deeply in mourning, but he's but distraught. This man is a, is nothing on the floor. Yeah, yeah. He agrees to burn the body, and him and his acolytes will make a pyre. Okay, cool. To make sure that this evil is cleansed and that his son's soul goes to heaven. Abramovich will be back to ensure his black cleansing, I guess. Why does Abramovich talk in the third person? Just... Why did Abramovich say, I guess? <laughs> well, Abramovich not sure. He might die, so, you know, he's not promises. sure about course of action. <laughs> Abramovich likes to keep Abramovich's options open. So can't he's... Make, Abramovich can't make promises till at least level one. Right. <laughs> Abramovich, you know, is hedging his bets. Okay. Now, you guys have about three doses of holy water. You got a silver dagger. You've done everything except meet with the Vistani. Yeah, uh, do you go there or do you go straight to the castle? No, let's go meet with the Vistani. We need everything we can get. We're zero levels. Okay. Even though 
Is Mark uh, does not trust the Vistani, right? Not like the Vistani. Burner doesn't like Abramovich believes this is racist. Okay. By the way, I feel like Irina rolls her eyes a lot when mm-hmm. uh, um, just let you know her brother talks. Hassan is going to become your protector um, until he dies. I know you don't need a man, but Hassan is a town guard. Listen, you are, I don't need you are no the highest ranking female in the whole world right now, so he's going to protect you. That's what I'm saying. Now, I'm, I'm not saying this is a relationship thing. This I really don't duty. need no man, this but is she does duty. appreciate help. She also understands she can't do everything by herself and will at points need allies. The road gradually disappears and is replaced by a twisted, muddy path through the trees. Deep ruts in the earth are evidence of the comings and goings of wagons. The canopy of mist and branches suddenly gives way to black clouds roiling far above. There is a clearing here, next to a river that widens to form a small lake several hundred feet across. Five colorful round tents, each ten feet in diameter, are pitched outside a ring of four barrel-topped wagons. A much larger tent stands near the shore of the lake, its sagging form lit from within. Near this tent, eight unbridled horses drink from the river. The mournful strains of an accordion clash with the singing of several brightly clad figures around the bonfire. A footpath continues around the encampment, meandering north between the river and the forest edge. So, tents, wagons, larger tent, people gathered around the fire, playing the accordion, brightly dressed, travelers, not a cultural stereotype. Uh, Do you guys go walking up? Uh, Ishmark will uh, walk up, but he'll stay kind of towards the back. He wants little to do with these. I feel like Irina has filthy tried people. to have talks with the the um, the standing the standing before. Uh huh. And so she attempts to approach. Okay. Um, so the music kind of stops, and a couple of people turns your way, and uh, sort of mid thirties guy kind of gets up and uh, walks over to you, and he's like. Welcome to our camp, friends. What brings so many villagers this far from town? We are attempting to go to the castle, Ravenloft, to free ourselves of the lord of the castle. We will slay Strahd. <laughs> it is our only quest. Ah. That's a simpler way of putting what I just said, but yes. It was fated that you would visit our humble camp. Madam Eva foretold your coming. She awaits you. Sure, she does. To send us to our doom. Do each of you pick one character to go in? Sure. If she goes in, he's going in. Okay. It does. You don't have to worry about it, guys. So each of you, each yeah, each of you have a character go inside. Right. The ones who remain outside, one of the um, the Stanny tells a tale. I have a story to tell all of you. Stanimir fills his mouth with wine and then spits it into the fire. The flames turn from orange to green. As they dance and sway, dark shapes appear in the bonfire's core. We came from an ancient land whose name is long forgotten, a land of kings. Our enemies forced us from our homes, and now we wander the lost roads. Dark shapes in the fire take the form of a man being knocked from his horse, a spear piercing his side. Stanimir continues. One night, a wounded soldier staggered into our camp and collapsed. We nursed his terrible injury and quenched his thirst with wine. He survived, and when we asked who he was, he wouldn't say. All he wanted was to return home, but we were deep in the land of his enemies. We took him as one of our own and followed him back towards his homeland. His enemies hunted him. They said he was a prince, yet we didn't give him up. 
even when their assassins fell on us like wolves. Deep in the bonfire, you see the dark figure standing with his sword drawn, fighting off a host of shadowy shapes. This man of royal blood fought to protect us as we protected him. He bore us safely to his home and we thanked him. He said, I owe you my life. Stay as long as you wish and leave when you choose and know that you will always be safe here. The figure in the dancing fire van vanquishes its final foe, then disperses in a cloud of smoke and embers. Stanimir's face becomes a somber mask. A curse has befallen our noble prince, turning him into a tyrant. We alone have the power to leave his domain. We've traveled far and wide to find heroes such as yourselves. Well, we've traveled far and wide to find heroes that may be able to end our dread lord's curse and put his troubled soul to rest. Our leader, Madam Eva, knows all. She will tell your friends the secrets of the creature. So you are in league with it. Did you not just hear my whole story where I explained that he has fallen under a curse and we're looking for someone to put him to rest? Mm, I heard it. It's just a question of do I believe it? I don't know. Do you believe it? No. The flame, magic flames cast a reddish glow over the interior of this tent, revealing a low table covered in a black velvet cloth. Glints of light seem to flash from a crystal ball on the table as a hunched figure peers into its depths. As the crone speaks, her voice cracks like, di like dry weeds. At last you have arrived! <laughs> Crackling laughter bursts like mad lightning from her withered lips. Come, sit, sit around the crystal ball and I will read your fortunes. What do you do? I sit. sit. You sit. When you're describing your character's actions, you don't have to do the character voice. I <laughs> always do my character voice, even if it's for the most generic of things. Okay. She has this deck of, of worn Taroka cards, right? And she shuffles them as she's looking each of you over. And uh, like she does the thing where she greets each of you by name, even though she shouldn't know your names. And she says, I have foretold your coming and know of your quest. I will read your fortunes in the cards. She sets the cards out in this weird little pattern, right? And she points to the first card, which she turns over, and it's the hanged man, okay? She said, this card tells of the lord of the castle. Ah, I see evil and darkness upon this card. He who dwells in Castle Ravenloft is a powerful man whose enemy is light and whose powers are beyond mortality. You will seek him in the castle, and though you may face him many times, it is here that you will prevail or perish. You will find him atop a dizzying height that all are loath to climb. She turns over the next card. This is the root card. Out of darkness and chaos, this card finds its reason, its foundation. It shows the purpose of all things, the key to life and death and all else beyond. She turns the card over. It is the Eight of Wands. Ah, the darkness desires a light. 
Death seeks warmth from the living. She points at another card. This is a card of great strength. It tells of a powerful force for good and protection against the forces of darkness. She turns the card over and it's the Ten of Cups. She says, darkness was born from light. Seek this where that light lies dead. She points to the next card. This card tells of history. Knowledge of the ancient and knowledge of, its la of this land may help you understand your foe. She turns the card over and it is the Three of Stars. A tome of vital lore lies on the throne of an ancient king. She turns over the final card. It's the Empress. Ah, this card is good for you. It's a card of hope in the midst of terror, a victory unlooked for. The Dark Lord has a weakness, a blade of light, a weapon of vengeance. Seek it among the ancient lore of the castle. <laughs> go! Lightning strikes outside. You guys go? Yep. Okay. And we will pick up there next time on Mighty Deeds. You've been listening to Mighty Deeds, a production of the Murfreesboro Murder Hobo Old School Gaming Association. We're playing Dungeon Crawl Classics from Goodman Games, with additional rules from Tales from the Fallen Empire by James Capio and Transylvanian Adventures from Scott Mathis. Our current campaign is set in Fritz Lieber's World of Nawak. Tonight's adventure is inspired by the original Ravenloft module, written by Tracy and Laura Hickman and published by TSR Hobbies in 1983. Additional inspiration comes from Doom of the Savage King by Harley Stroh and Curse of Strahd by Wizards of the Coast. Original music for Mighty Deeds is provided by yours truly and by Joey Hodge. Check out more of his music at joeyhodge.com. If you like what you're hearing, please spread the word about the podcast on social media and rate and review us on iTunes. And join us next time for more Mighty Deeds. Nobody knows what I'm doing? Nope. Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder made a movie called Young Frankenstein. They shot it all in black and white. It's hilarious. So he comes walking out. Press this part out. Pause the podcast. Pause podcast. <laughs> Do you put that up here? Every time I make this sound, bing. Pause the podcast. Bing. That wasn't me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>